Monday. Monday. Is it is it only Monday? <laughs> it is only Monday, but not only is it Monday, it is a it is a Monday as we lean in towards the end of the year. It is another Monday we have the opportunity to move our lives in the right direction. And it's a Monday we get to laugh at things. I think that that in conversations I get so many of you write in. So thank you for that. We, a lot of things that we've had. So this year we, we really ended with this group, which was great because we get the Facebook things until the update and we had to switch to this. I like this. If Facebook comes back to doing live videos with our ability to, to click in our own audio and that kind of stuff, then we'll do that and this. Um, and, and, and as well as some of the other things we're doing through uh, YouTube and that stuff. But for me, it's um, so great to receive messages from so many people who throughout this year and throughout our group conversations and uh, through their own experiences, plus the experiences we're going through together, I, how many people are looking uh, are looking at life a little differently? And, and again, that's the whole point of, of any show like this, anything you do, even if you... Um, even if you're uh, into uh, deeper spiritual shows or religious shows or or metaphysical shows, quantum whatever, if you if you if you dive into UFO stories like I do, regardless of what it is, if you can come out of it with a perspective that in some way alleviates that the heaviness that life can sometimes be, alleviates the 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 seriousness of life and helps you get a different perspective, not just on life, but on yourself and make things a little lighter for me, make things almost everything hilarious. Um, I think to, uh, I think that's, that's as good a, as we could get towards our own medicine as possible. I think that that's, that's our medicine. And, and, um, I think that's a beautiful thing. It's a, it's a beautiful way to end this year, and it's a beautiful way to start uh, every new day, especially when it's a Monday. Monday. I find solace in the idea that it is Monday here, but like across across the hemisphere, our, our friends in Australia, and that uh, they already they're already cruising into the next day. They're cruising into a Tuesday, which is again, perspective is everything. I love it. How are you doing, Steph? Great. I'm doing great. And Otar, you're in Australia, right? Early there. Yes, it's, it's right in <laughs> Australia. Yeah. I love Australia. I don't know. Everyone's so sick of me talking about Australia. <laughs> I love Australia because, because the people there have it figured out in one way. In other ways, they're, they're, they are just like anyone else, you know, but and in, in, in some ways, they have it figured out in the way that they approach life. You know how I say that, that, um, that yeah, I, I learned as the, the wiser I get, the more funny I find most things. Yeah. Um, in Australia, you, you will do that. You will find people, especially in the warmer climates and in the, in the, in the consistently warmer climates like Queensland, uh, Brisbane, who I, where I love. It could be Tuesday at, two, at one o'clock in the afternoon. And there's people having a great time somewhere, <laughs> laughing their asses off. And you might spend a couple of hours with them laughing. And then they're like, hey, we got to go to work. We're going back to work. I'm like, going back to work? I thought you were done for the day. This is your lunch break? This is amazing. But, you know, this is, it's, it's, uh, there's definitely some sort of, 
psychologically healthy and then physiologically healthy way of looking at that. Um, and, uh, and one of the travel restrictions that bummed me out in the very beginning was, of course, all the trips I had to cancel, but specifically my, my longer trips, like to Australia, mm-hmm. um, which again is, is the weather. I'm made for that weather stuff. Yeah, you really and, are. And the, and the more that we had the snowstorm here in New York, I told you everyone would buy everything. They did. They bought everything. And then you're reminded that people, wow, you can live in an educated country. You, people forget that ice is ice. No matter what size <laughs> your car is, it's slippery. And people don't realize it. No. And so you start realizing why it is that, that, uh, that no matter what's happening in the world, we're still a danger to each other because yeah. there's always some idiot that thinks that <laughs> just because their, their vehicle's big, that ice yeah. doesn't apply to them. And so uh, you always find that. Steph, our social media been doing great. Interesting with the, um, the changes in Europe, uh, how they kind of move things around in social media. But I love seeing that uh, our stuff stays consistent and it seems like it's a, it's a good, healthy, uh, healthy way. They, you know, they're, they're pushing and pushing away more ad- adversarial conversations. And while we have a couple of adversarial conversations here and there, for the most part, people just share our stuff to either laugh, to learn, to, mm-hmm. to help others, uh, sometimes uh, some passive aggressive shares, that kind of stuff, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but very rarely controversial. So uh, I, I'm feeling great about that. Uh, that's, that's so funny, the passive aggressive shares. I mean, as the, as the show, social media director, I do kind of put those things in there like, oh, yeah, the people are going to share this to passively like talk to someone like. I don't know what the posts were last so week. Good. Was it last week? Jeez. I think it was last week. I don't know what the posts were last week, but I got so many messages from people like, hey, man, you OK? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, no, I'm great. Uh... It, 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 unless it was a post about how much the snow steals my soul. Uh-huh that which we don't post about yeah um then no it was it was uh, it was great but apparently you you guys put up a few in a row that so were like good. oh man steve needs some yeah but look at those shares <laughs> steve needs some help but no it, it listen it would get it done we have so our relationship with steph and her team has always been a battle because again i'm not for videos and pictures and 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 guruizing at all i'm not into that at all but it's outdated if you're not right so mm-hmm. so you have to find some healthy balance if it was up to steph and her team every freaking second of my life there'd be some sort of picture to video and there would be no private moments at all and it was up to me it would be the opposite i would be happy i would be happily understood to be an ancient dead roman philosopher um and so we have to find some sort of uh, uh thing in the middle but with what we have learned and where, where I've learned really is to stop arguing with your team because when we post the things I find interesting that mm-hmm. I've written, the things that I'm really like, yeah, I'm like the annoying guy who's a song's on and I'm like, you got to listen to the words, man. I'm like <laughs> that guy because I wrote it. So I'm like, I know I can smell what I was feeling when I wrote this. So for me, the ones, the things I've written that I love, most of you have never seen. Because, and I'll override because, you know, I'm the boss, applesauce. (laughs) Steph, I love you and your team, but I'm the boss, applesauce. So we're going to post what I say. And when we do, (laughs) 
two people. Slide whistle. <laughs> two people like it. Nobody cares. <laughs> Nobody cares. And it when it's really these little though. quick little things, yeah. when it's the quick little quips that I'm like, dude, this is belongs in a fortune cookie. This was like a side note of three pages yeah. I wrote. And you put it up there and it's like 2.6 million. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? So I've learned to just allow allow for the masses yeah and so um it is it is always exciting for me to see the amount of numbers that they get and also uh fight my own my own gauges maybe it's ego or maybe i don't know what it is but when i'm like if they like this they would love what i wrote about this <laughs> and and every now and then when we do post it guess what they don't they don't love it or in my fantasy head I'm like, they really love it so much, but they don't share it because they don't want other people to, to see why it resonated with them. And I'll think of some fantasy shit like that. But well, right. That's sometimes the case because the comments will be higher than the shares. Well, I do notice that on some things mm -hmm. like the porn show. Show but, about porn. <laughs> yeah. The, the show about porn that the comments People are like three, three comments, but I got 246 <laughs> yeah, DMs, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like, so you'll, you will get that, but, um, it, I, it's interesting. And I, and I like the ideas that we've come up with for the 2021 version of our social media. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that'll be a lot of fun. Again, a happy medium be, between, um, me personally and, and me as a writer. Um, I know in, in Steph and her team's defense. I am an incredibly, uh, I don't want to say private, but I want, I am incredibly, I think boring when in my life, I like it simple. And, um, you've been telling me for a long time that if, if, if people love you for the, for the 1% that they see, if they, if they saw what people just see on a day-to-day -day basis, it, it would be incredible. And so, finding that gap to let people in a little bit where I'm still comfortable. Uh, but at the same time, moving us along as a community, because as, as we do here, Steph makes the great point of, of even Dawn, you know, she, you, you mentioned Dawn's books. Yeah. You know, Dawn's you're in, you're in Dawn's house. Like Dawn's mm -hmm. you're in her house talking about her books, talking about her bookshelf. Um, you know, those, those are the things that, that, that people are allowing you access to. Yeah. And so open yourself up a little bit as far as you're, you're good at emotionally opening yourself up, but open yourself up and Hey, this is the day to day. Is this what I like to do? Mm -hmm. A little bit more of a, of how I'm, I'm, you know, almost a clown the rest of the day, but the, you know, that in that sense, uh, having that diving into, uh, the, the, the deepest, the de deepest aspects of behavioral science and experiential psychology, uh, and then going into, hey, look, there's a UFO in Antarctica, and diving into that for two hours, <laughs> yeah. and uh, that that kind of idea, and all those things in between, and and uh, I think that'll be a lot of fun, and and that, and I want nothing more. I would only do it bringing uh, everybody mm -hmm. uh, along along with me. Steph, what's, what's going good on our social media this week? I love the want to keep Christ in Christmas post because you don't have to be Christmas or you don't, wait, you don't have to be Christian to uh, love that. It says, 
Want to keep Christ in Christmas? Feed the hungry, clothe the naked, forgive the guilty, welcome the unwanted, care for the ill, love your enemies, and do unto others as you would have done unto you. Let me just answer these real quick oh. before I go into keep the Christ in Christmas. Uh, Denise says, are you, are you reserved from sharing because of followers' responses? No. Yes and no. No, no because um, uh, people's opinions and ideas really are I have very little, they have very little weight on them. Um, I like effective messages. And so for me, I know for a fact, the more detailed you get about your own life, the more you distance yourself from your audience. And, and I, the, the way that I write, the reason it resonates with so many people is because I'm an intentional writer like that. I intentionally give the illusion of detail with through vagueness. And I like that because it's what resonates with me. So let's say, for instance, and this is just on a psychological angle. Let's say, for instance, I say, um, so you're walking with, with the person you love through the most romantic scene ever. Just the two of you walking through the most romantic place ever. Every single person reading this is picturing that. And they love it and they feel it. If I got detailed about me and I said instead, okay, you're walking with her uh, along the beach on a July day. What I think is romantic and beautiful. Now, some people are clicking off with the her, the people who the idea of a July beach day as being romantic for a walk cut off completely. The people who love the woods and the mountains and, and a stroll through a park and all those things. I'm losing all the effectiveness of this communication because I'm filling in those blanks for them. But since I understand the experiential way of writing and, and how communicating works, and I think that's what I'm famous for, whether people know it or not. I throw it out there, the most romantic place, knowing that you're going to fill in what that means to you. And so for me, the more vague I can be is the more effective a communicator I can be. And the, where I lose the vagueness is when I want to then step in my actual message. So when you're walking in that romantic place to prove the message is going to be that acts of love over words of love. Mm -hmm. Then I'll be detailed. Then I'll hit you in the head. Then I'll hammer you with what I want to say. But I'll help you create the picture for me, with me, so that when I'm thinking beach and romantic walk, and you're like, ugh, disgusting, and you're thinking beautiful woods and flowers everywhere, and I'm thinking, ugh, achoo, we can have the same experience, totally different visuals. And so the same thing happens when same thing happens when you're too detailed about yourself. This is what I think the guru issue leaves is that gurus start being too specific about them and their lives. And they don't realize maybe because they don't travel enough, maybe because they don't talk to enough people one by one on one, how vastly different we all are. And so, so when when I make it more about me, then there's an attachment that comes along with my personal story, which to me takes away the importance and the potency of the message. And since my intention was never to brand me, 
it was to brand the message. And I think I've been good at it. That's why there's, there's again, my words and thousands of books are across the world. And still the majority of those readers don't even know I'm a person on Long Island, never mind alive. And so I think I've done well with that. And I think the potency of the message does well with that. You see that with a lot of uh, celebrity thinkers, gurus, celebrity thinkers. When they die, that was the last time someone shared one of their quotes. And, and I don't ever want that. I want a, a teenager in, in a teenager to decide against suicide, a, a, a parent to step up who they are as a person, a person who made mistakes to step up and change their lives for the better. I want them to do that in the year 2100. Mm -hmm. I want them to do that a hundred years from now, 200 years from now. I want them to read and change their lives like I do when, when I read Mark Twain. And, and, and again, they, they use nom de plumes. They knew that. Mark Twain said, I don't want anyone to discount what I say based on what I am as a person. Mm -hmm. So Sam Clemens was like, no, you don't want to take any <laughs> advice from Sam Clemens. But when I write, I'm Mark Twain. Mm -hmm. And I don't ever want you to forget Mark Twain. And now he did it. Everyone knows Mark Twain and how yeah. wise Mark Twain is. Nobody knows who Sam Clemens is and what a nightmare that was. <laughs> and that's beautiful. And for me, that's... Um, that's always been my my thing. So I'm reserved because I don't want to take away the message and make it about me. I, I'm not interested in that because I'm not you. And as long as you try to be me, you're going to fail. Mm -hmm. If I try to be you, I'm going to fail. But we can both endeavor on this human experience together. So when I say, let's, let's do our best, that me might mean something different for me than for you. I don't want to say, hey, let's do our best. So let's do this, 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 and this today. And, and you don't have the life that allots for you to do that many things today. So you feel shitty about yourself? No, thanks. Let's just do our best today. Let's take a step in the right direction. What that means for me, what that means for Elon Musk, what that means for you, totally different things. We can all be correct. We can all have an amazing day. For some people, that might be finishing your book. For other people, it might be getting out of bed without a suicidal thought. The victories are the same. And for me, the message has to be more important than the person delivering it. So that's my reservation with it. And Dawn, we have such a good stalker thing now. We've been doing this for a long time and uh, we, we are really, really adept at stalkers. Sometimes they sneak through and sometimes they're scary. Uh, and again, that's what, that kind of comes with it. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but But there's, as as private as I've been, it, it, we still it's it's a it's a percentage number. So there's always going to be statistics, right? So there's going to be people who like you, people who like you a little extra, mm -hmm. people who will send you inappropriate messages, people who who will be um, a little extra in those appropriate inappropriate messages, and then there's the people who show up at your aunt's house. Yeah, that's always going to be that. And the more your numbers go, you know, it, it might be one person, but now that it's several million, now it's three people. Mm -hmm. It's always going to be a, a percentage of, of people like that. Fortunately, I, it's, it's never going to happen to me to the degree that it happens to really famous people or famous women specifically. Um, you read some of the things that have happened to like Taylor Swift. So scary. It's so scary. Like it'll never be to that degree. Um, uh, and so yeah, I, I am cautious of it. I'm, I'm cautious of it because of 
what what that does seem prevalent in my world is the amount of people who say they're me and try to befriend and that kind of stuff through social media. I you know we got a bunch this weekend again of another mm -hmm. one that's like and people are getting messages are like, you just won a thousand dollars. And people are sending me messages like, hey, did I really win a thousand dollars? No. Why would you have won a thousand dollars? Like, why would you have won that? And why would it be from a, a page that isn't me and spells my name wrong, but just has my picture? So those are the things I worry about. But for the most part, that has to come with it. You know, that's um, that just has to come with it. All right, now to the Christ, keep the Christ and Christmas thing. It's just a matter of action. You hear that a lot. You hear the conversation again uh, brought to um, whether you're saying happy holidays, Merry mm -hmm. Christmas, people arguing about that stuff. Again, people will argue about anything, um, but uh, I told you I get yelled at for the craziest shit from social media uh, that people are just looking to argue, even if it's right there. It'll be like we posted a, a, um, uh, my Angelo quote, mm -hmm. I got a, at least a few, and again, Dawn, it's numbers. So uh, some, at least a few messages like, dude, that quote's from Maya Angelo. Like, yeah, that's why her name's on the fucking <laughs> thing. That's exactly why. But people are just looking to argue. You know, they're just looking to argue. And the same happens in the holiday season. Like, it's a happy holiday. It's, it's Merry Christmas. Right, you want to fight about it, fight about it. But also, you stepped over six homeless people on your way to argue about, say, Merry Christmas, not Happy Holidays. Mm -hmm. So if you want to keep the Christ in Christmas, here's some behavioral things you can do instead of yelling at the nice person who said Happy Holidays instead, probably <laughs> most likely because they wanted to keep their job at Home Depot. Yeah. You know, not for any other. They're not making a political statement. They're wearing a fucking Christmas hat saying Happy Holidays because they work at a place that puts a a a, a uh, apron on you in a patch. Like <laughs> they're just at work. Let them say whatever they have to say. What are you arguing about? But again, <laughs> side note: you cut somebody off, you cursed at another person, and you stepped over six homeless people uh, while while yelling. Did I ever tell you? Do you remember like the free advice stuff that used to exist that mm -hmm. almost can't exist anymore? That yeah. I would do and I'd sit there. Can I? Can I tell you how many people would step around me and and yell either get a job, go back to Mexico, or build a wall? <laughs> just so hilarious, and and like I know that they just came from the event that I spoke at. Like yeah. I know I'm in the path of people leaving, and I'm sitting here just with a hat and American veteran uh, 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 shirt on and. <laughs> racial slurs. Those same people are the ones who are like, say Merry Christmas. Jesus is out of this whole holiday. <laughs> those same type of people. So instead of arguing those points, yeah, if you want to keep Christ in Christmas, good news. You can. You can. You can't force people to say Merry Christmas instead of Happy Holidays, but you can keep the Christ in Christmas in your own behaviors by doing those things, by helping in every single way you, you can, and by by mirroring or emulating those things that you hold dear to you about Christmas or, or Christ. That's the, the power. Again, I do it in a funny way, but it's really, again, my message with always my messages is that you are the author. And if you feel out of control of something, it's because your, your, your perspective isn't healthy. Take control back. If even the, the little control you can have. Yeah.
Yeah, that's a good point. Have you ever had to make a decision that broke your heart but healed your soul? Wow, a lot of people commented on that. Yeah, I think we all I think we all have. I think the older they get you get, the more the more you have to make those. Um and and sometimes it's it's heartbreaking for the reason of of um like the close implications for me, it has, it always has something to do with family and friends, right. Or, mm -hmm. or what, what you thought was friends, or maybe you had defined in certain way of friends. I think for me, a lot of the ways has been defined that people don't have the perspective I have. So they're not friends. Like I'm a friend. Like, like I think that one hurt me the most. It's like, wait, what? I would never do a you to you. Like, why would you do that? Like, why would you, you know what I mean? Like, why would you be mean to people who are nice? Like, I, I think that's been my biggest area. And sometimes that's, it sucks. It's a shitty realization to come to that if you stay in a position, in a relationship, that it only hurts. And even though at one point it didn't. You know that 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 idea of outgrowing situation, outgrowing friends. Um, I, I used this metaphor when I was invited to to speak at at um, um, at the the elementary school that I had uh, gone to as a kid, and they had like a like a career day at this elementary school uh, uh, several years back, and. I, I was cool. I thought it was really cool that I was invited to speak there. I have a pretty, I, I have a pretty cool. At the time, I had a pretty cool job, right? You travel the world and you get paid to think out loud to large groups. That's a pretty cool job, and of course, that job doesn't really exist anymore. But, but, um, I was invited to do this. So, as a career day, you're not the only one. There's like local. It's all the local people. It's the kids. Some of the kids' parents are there. You know, like, and so. It was pretty cool listening to you know doctors and lawyers and who's the the local chef and it was pretty cool. But while I was sitting there listening to other people talk, I was sitting in the elementary school chairs because you're in their classroom. This is school I had gone to. Those chairs are hard as hell. <laughs> so that I'm sitting in the elementary school chair and I'm sitting and my my knees are like up here. Right, like I'm, my knees are up here, which puts me almost like in a in a V with my butt, that like into the hardest chair in the history of chairs, and I'm trying to scooch without hitting my knee on the bar for the desk in front of me. So it's like, it's it's a really uncomfortable thing. And of course, being the life of the party that I am, I think instantly like life lesson, <laughs> life lesson. Um, isn't it interesting that? Like I went to that school, maybe in that classroom. And when I was that age, when that's the point of, of where I was in my life, that chair, that desk was exactly what I needed for my growth, my understanding, and to better myself for that journey. But I've grown. And sometimes when you grow, the same place, not a different place, the same place that was perfect for you 
when you are at that point in your life, that same place when you've grown hurts and you don't fit there anymore. And I think that with that post, with that quote of sometimes you have to, you have to break your own heart. Something breaks your heart, but it also heals you. And you have to do something that hurts, but it heals you. Sometimes it's coming to that realization that you outgrow things just because something was exactly what you needed at a certain point does, does not mean, does not mean that that same thing won't hurt you at a different point. I'm reminded again, teachable moment, my mother. My mother, when she was in excruciating pain, she had these pills. These pills were like the, the mother of all pain alleviators, right? And every now and then I'd, I'd be, this was only when she was home. So every now and then I'd be at their house when she was in this pain and I would go get her these pills from her. Um, she kept them on like her uh, dresser. So I grabbed the pill. They were in your typical prescription bottle. It had all the warnings and shit on it, right? And one of those warnings had like a skull and crossbones on it. This is some powerful stuff. And I thought to myself, again, teachable moment. Isn't that incredible? The warning that came with it was like only when you're in pain, because when you're not in pain, this is really bad. Right. But isn't that so interesting that when she's in excruciating pain, this pill, is like a godsend and makes it so much better. But when she's not in pain, the same pill, not a different pill, the same pill from the same bottle is poison to her. There are people and situations in your life that are exactly like that. That while you are going through something and you're on a certain level of health in your life, there are some people that are exactly the medicine you need to alleviate that pain. One of the painful realizations of life is that when you are healthier, You cannot have that same relationship with those people because the same people, when you're healthy and okay, are poison. That's not easy to come to terms with. And that's where those type of quotes and posts come from. That you can be medicine and poison for someone. That you, can, that you can have situations in your life that are medicine and poison. That I don't think you ever get used to breaking your own heart in those situations. But they are something that we should always talk about because with, without the growth, without the health, we have to know that there are some things attached to those situations and, and those points in our lives 
that cannot in a healthy way come with us to that next level. Wow. I love, uh, Dawn said, yes, sir, uh, totally gave me peace to let go. She's, she's talking, she's talking about the podcast that Lainey brought up. Steve did a podcast years ago about medicine versus poison and it changed my life. Really. I, I love Dawn. I love the way you said that gave me peace to let people go. It, it, you need that. You, you need that, especially, especially, and I talk about a, a lot with letting go because you do read those books and you do just let go, cut it off, turn it off. You're gone. If that's it to do, walk away. But it, if, unless you're a sociopath, mm-hmm. it doesn't work that way. We, we shouldn't be teaching sociopathy. We should be talking about healthy and sometimes you do say goodbye and then you're on the ground in the fetal position. And it sucks because you have decided to break your own heart for a little while than to kill and diminish your own soul for the rest of your life. And that sucks. There is no, because a lot of times there's love involved. Remember, the, the, the damage to most friendships and relationships relationships the intimate ones the marriages the 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 ones where you're entwined like that and the friendships that in which you're entwined like that where there's a lot of history and all that the the damage isn't done because of lack of love love is there and love is a bond that's why that shit hurts so much because you don't stop loving them you don't stop loving it's a lack of friendship that kills those things. That's what makes it unhealthy. That's where the lies, the deceptions, the 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 mistruths, the 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 um, secret, the secretness, the uh, you know, the, all of those things, the name calling, the the you know, here comes the plunger, bringing up all the stuff you've ever done wrong to in completely irrelevant conversations. All of that stuff, that isn't lack of love. Those are lack of friendship. That's lack of respect. That's lack of healthy communication. Those are the relationships we have to liberate and emancipate ourselves from. That's the good news. The bad news is sometimes the people who hurt you the most, you love the most. And that sucks. It doesn't make it any easier but it doesn't make it any less necessary. And so, yeah, recognizing that that can be true, recognizing that that those unhealthy imbalances can kill you, literally, helps you understand the pain, the necessary pain of having to let go having to start the healing journey of moving on. Moving on is a journey. You all know that. Moving on isn't just a decision. It's a direction you choose that you have to keep on. And that journey needs to be fueled. Sometimes you're running. Sometimes you're skipping. And sometimes you're taking the the, the shortest, choppiest little steps, not knowing how you're going to take that next step. And the fuel that, that fuels those little choppy steps sometimes is just the understanding that no matter what your heart feels like, you know it's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. 
I love there was a post we put up that that talked about healing and you know not not getting not getting down on yourself if it comes up again like healing takes time and it's okay to feel it and it's okay to if something hits you again after years just feel it and I think that's important too it's not it's not that sociopathy thing you were talking about is let it come and feel well, it and it's then, coming anyway yeah get rid of the idea that you're letting it do anything mm -hmm. stop with that like let it come it came that's why you're talking about it you yeah. know what I mean so it, it's okay you're not wrong you're not anything it's not anything else sometimes we just have thoughts sometimes we miss sometimes we're tired remember you are a walking bag of chemicals and chemical reactions hundreds of thousands of chemical reactions every single day mm -hmm. and a small percentage of those chemical reactions you become what we call conscious of and when you become what we call conscious of those chemical reactions we have what we call a thought most of your day, most of the chemical reactions, they don't interfere with you at all. You have no idea. Sometimes it'll brew up. Your body tries to manipulate you into a certain drug connection. And so you're like, huh, I'm craving watermelon. Now you're just thirsty and your body's trying to trick you. Mm -hmm. That's all. And you go, huh, I'm, I'm craving a certain type of dopamine. I'm just like, oh, oh, remember when we did this with what's, what's, what's their face? And you're like, huh, I want, no, you're just, your body's just being tricked into, into its own chemical, whatever. And that happens some, sometimes. But with those thoughts and recurring thoughts, it's okay to miss something. We, a lot of times we don't miss it. A lot of times, you know, it's like the trick they play. They say that the brain, the brain plays on moms, right? Mm -hmm. Like the second that you've created and delivered a human being from your body, like it starts instantly trying to let you forget how horrific of experience it was <laughs> so that you could so that we don't end up with a world population of three people you know and so they instantly try to 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 clean off those edges so that you forget what the how horrific and traumatic the experience actually was and fall in love with different perspectives of the experience and so so there's nothing there's nothing wrong with what your body does and what your brain does to, to regulate the chemicals, the thoughts, the everything that happens in your life. There's nothing wrong with it. And so for us to say that it's, oh, you're going backwards, not at all, not at all. You're having a memory. You have so many memories. You don't even know why. You could have been walking past somebody who is wearing the perfume or cologne of your second grade teacher. And you don't even realize it when you catch a whiff and the, the, your olfactory senses are the, are the most connected to your memories. So you have no idea if it's something that simple. When people, when, whenever you're in, in New York City, most people are like, I love the smell. I love, right. I love the smell of New York City. No. But they're, they're, they're talking about like the, the dude that's always standing there with mm -hmm. roasted peanuts. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the people there cooking the beef skewers, <laughs> like those type of things, but you know, the smells, you know, the smells, you know, the sounds. And so, so we, we have to become familiar with and comfortable with how our own bodies navigate 
loss. Mm -hmm. And sometimes loss isn't, hey, my my friend, my sibling, my my loved one died. Sometimes loss is a relationship. Anyone, anyone who's been in a deep relationship has mourned the death of that relationship, even if you're both alive and well. And so it, we have to recognize that just like you will mourn the loss of anything else, it's okay that sometimes it sneaks up on you. It's okay that sometimes there's a, there's a, a uh, just like there's planetary alignments, sometimes there's chemical and, and biological alignments that you're not even aware of that happened in your body. And the last time they happened, that was the situation you're in. And so you're just having this flashback, but not knowing it, you're receiving it as this, this clear thought and, and longing when really it's just your body having a flashback and you became aware of it. And so you just have to recognize that when that happens, uh, number one, congratulations, you're not a sociopath. And number two, learn to deal with it. Learn to take a swim in that. Learn to take another opportunity. Hey, if it's popping up on the movie projector that is my memory, awesome. Let me take another opportunity to see what else I can pull out of this situation. What else can I take from this to enhance my life now? No chance I'm going back, but there's an opportunity for me in this safe zone that's in my head uh, to, to pull out something even even uh, more empowering and enhancing from the situation. Mm, yeah, right. I, I, in response to what Alisa said, you know, Steve had said something about you think you're helping someone up, but they're actually pulling you down. I think you have to be really careful with trying to help someone. They could just be like a leaky bucket. Also, as Steve, as Steve says, you know, yeah, it's, well, we just have to know what people are people, right? Yeah. So people are people. And so, we have to know that most of the people, how do I say this without, without sounding so rude? I mean it, but how not sound rude? <laughs> like, I, I would tell John Edward, I would tell him, we both talk to dead people. And both of us talk to dead people who don't know they're dead. Mm -hmm. One of the, the quotes that gets popular is that time that, that I shared in an article that I was, I grabbed the microphone and I was walking to the stage and someone yells, knock them dead, Steve. And I said, Hey, Hey, they're already dead. Mm -hmm. I'm about to knock them alive. And, and this is the zombie thing that I'm talking about. The zombies. Hey, have you seen The Walking Dead? Absolutely all day, every day. We're watching it every single day. They have zombie talk. They talk to each other. They say, same crap, different day. It is what it is. There's zombie language. Mm -hmm. it's, it's all impotent, unaffecting language. You know, same crap, different day. It is what it is. You know, what, it, what are you going to do? And all that stuff, right? And so... For me, it, it, it is talking to people. The, the, the difference is they don't know they're dead. I'm reminded of that, that quote by, um, I'm saying Gloria Steinem, but it's not Gloria Steinem. Uh, Underground Railroad, um, Harriet Tubman. So Harriet uh, Tubman, she gets credited, and I forget the exact number. Let's just say it's a 1,000. She gets credited for, for helping free a 1,000 slaves. 
And when they compliment her on that, like, hey, congratulate you freed a thousand slaves. Her answer was, yeah, and I would have freed a thousand more if they had known they were slaves. I feel that way when I talk sometimes. That people are, that they don't know how dead they are because they have gone into that same crap different day. It is what it is mindset. They don't realize that every single day is a brand new day. They don't realize every single day, if even on the smallest level, you can knock your brain out of its conditioned routine. It's not that you're a zombie because you're dead. You're a zombie because your brain is really effective at, at you not being conscious throughout mm -hmm. the day. And you just go through your things. I don't remember how I got home. I'm just so used to driving. I just don't even know. I can't believe it's Monday. I can't believe it's Friday. I can't believe it's 2018. I can't believe it's about to be 2021. Like, all of those things happen. And it's not that you're flying through, through time and space. It's that you're paying attention to almost none of it. You're there, but you're not conscious for it. You're not making conscious contact with your day. That's why lists, goal lists and maps are so important because it makes you conscious of your day. And so for me, ha ha being able to, to have people pay attention to that, be able to snap them out of their day. The reason we like little things like, oh, I went to a Bon Jovi concert last Thursday. Hey, the reason that's why can't my life always be like this is because that concert you were at for those few hours were the first time in a long time you were at a particular place consciously. Like, I am here now. This is great. Why, why can't it always be? All of that is because leading up to that, you were just going through literally the same crap different day. But not because it's the same, but because you make it the same because you don't realize you're not making it the same. And so for me, it's, it's going to, it, it's pulling people out of that is, is a really important thing and letting them recognize that, Hey, Hey, we're, we're, we're dead. Let's stop being dead. Believe me in the scope of the universe, you're going to be dead a lot more than you're alive. But for this while that we're alive for this while, for what we have left do wake the fuck up and, and happen to your day happen to your day do 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 things that whether it's explore and you can't go anywhere explore something else explore a different field pay attention make your brain do something it wouldn't have done yesterday even if it's the smallest act of reading something for two minutes three minutes make it think something new wake up and happen to today i think that's very very important it's so important that thing of getting out of your own way it's so hard. I love you said getting out of your own way. What we call lack of willpower is actually just losing an argument with an outdated version of yourself. Well, because we, we, we put ourselves in these rules. Sometimes other people put us there, but then we stay there. Mm -hmm. we, we end up in a, in a prison that the door isn't locked. Like you walked into that cell and you closed the door. And then you're like, let me out. Like nobody, nobody <laughs> put you in there. You're the one standing there. Get out. Who said? Who said? And so uh, getting out of your own way sometimes like, oh, I can't do this. I can't do that. Well, I just had the discussion with you and you and your team mm -hmm. that I had to come to terms with the fact that, that I'm arguing with an outdated version of myself and a rule that 
that I had that I have to free myself from. And so at the same time, you know, at the same time, uh, uh, that can be applied to so many, so many different, different things from, from comfort foods, the idea of comfort foods to just having, you know, comfort mindsets uh, is, is those are all things we can get ourselves out of again, but we just have to pay attention and do the work psychologically, emotionally, do that personal work. Mm -hmm. Um, in response to Lisa's comment, I think we have to go through many deaths throughout our journey. Ah, that's so true. And that's what you say, Steve, you literally say you die every night. Like you have a funeral for your day and the next day it's, it's just, I do. And I tend to be a little more, more morbid about those type of thoughts like that. I, I do. I have had that. I've had that mindset since I was a teenager. Uh, every day is a lifetime mindset. Right. So while I take it to the extreme in that sense, I do think I do think that that is what happens. Mm-hmm. I think there's a there's a strong argument for that refreshing what your brain and body does when you get a full night's sleep. There is a strong argument for a death and resurrection. There is a strong argument for that uh, physiologically, psychologically. Uh, what happens when you don't give your body rest and sleep physiologically, psychologically, mm-hmm. you do see that it does not like it. It forces you to have that death and resurrection. So I think looking at it that way is, is helpful. It is helpful to say, yes, let, let me bury this day. Let me bury what was bad with it. I do it at the end of the year. You know that we do, we, uh, we, we all, wherever we are in the, in the world, our group, we, get papers if, if people have a fire pit or a fireplace or if, if they just have their garbage wherever they are in the world our group writes down the the negative things and and we we burn them off with the end of the year we we get rid of them we bury them mm-hmm. they get thrown in the trash we physically do it and and we move on and we keep the good stuff we keep the people around us the who's who the what's what I think that that's really huge. If you could do that on a daily basis, a lot of people don't have time to do something like that on a daily basis, but recognizing that to finish your day and be done with it uh, is a great way to not be haunted by the ghost of yesterday every single day. Mm-hmm. That, that too, you know, letting go, she says, to, you know, it, it has to happen for us to grow and evolve. That's so good. I, it, it makes my notes seem silly, but it makes me think of the caterpillar's journey. Like to get to that point, it had to <laughs> well grow and evolve and me, die. And, did I tell you what I was thinking of the caterpillar's journey? I don't know. Jesus. Maybe that's probably. Let me tell I you the shit I think about. You guys have a minute for this? You have a minute? You guys into this? I'm about to say some crazy shit. The kind of <laughs> stuff I think about. So, the caterpillar and the butterfly. So we get the whole perspective on this. And this is this goes ties into what my my feelings are of, of the afterlife, what that is, kind of spurred on and reinforced by when my mom died and she was talking to me about what she was seeing. And I watched this incredibly Catholic ideal smeal, angels and like candles that she lights like her whole life, super catholic version of the afterlife and i watched that shit change in front of my eyes and i watched this woman who was scared of death and what comes after i watched every ounce of fear of death go away and the idea that she even thought what death was went away i watched it 
and she talked to me about it before she died and her saying it i don't remember if i told you guys this but i'll, I'll give you the brief synopsis of it she it would just be me and her in her room and it's a typical hospital room it's a small room and the wall would be behind me and there was nothing on the wall there's that, that little michael scott kind of tv up there that she would always have off and then like the little chart that has all the faces of how much mm -hmm. pain you're in that kind of shit and it was just me and her and the endless beeping of that fucking machine. And so she would be looking past me and just noticing stuff. But it wasn't like an eerie thing. This is just my mom seeing things beyond me. And I, I noticed that it's definitely not what, she, what I have behind me, which is the wall. She was seeing things. And I'd be like, hey, mom, what's up? And she's like, you, you don't see those people? Like she was, it was so clear to her. She thought I was the crazy. Wow. And she's like, hey, you don't see those people? Like I look behind, I'm like, no, mom. It's, I have the wall behind me. I'm still in the room with you. She says, I know. But there's people, like that guy over there is walking his dog. That lady looks like she's going to work. She's getting in her car. Like she's seeing something different. Just me and her in a room. Those people over there, I'm like, Mom, is it like, is it like grandpa? Is it like, you know, I'm doing the traditional, all the people who love you. Like, she's like, no, they're not paying any attention <laughs> to me. They're just going about their day. I don't know any of these people. I'm like, huh. So that happens a few times. Like, a few times. And she has those similar conversations. I mean, she's not baffled by it at all. And she is more baffled that I don't see it. And so she says to me, says, you know, you know what I think? And I don't know, nobody told me this, but I just have like, like I now like know it. She tried to explain to me like that knowing. <laughs> and she said, you know, I think that one day here, I'm going to close my eyes. And then I'm going to open my eyes and I'm going to go about my day like these people. But somewhere else, you're going to think I died. I was like, Pow! because we only see this aspect of it. It seemed like she was maybe seeing a different aspect, perspective of it. What does this have to do with the caterpillar and the butterfly? What if we're able to see the full aspect of the caterpillar and the butterfly? I think about what's, what's the caterpillar's perspective of that? Does the caterpillar know it turns into a butterfly? Or does the caterpillar go through its little caterpillar life, living a full, happy caterpillar life, and then it cocoons and it dies, a happy, fulfilled butterfly. And that's its real reality. But we, because we're in a different spectrum of dimension, are able to see the entirety of its story. And we see, no, dude, you become a fucking butterfly. But in their reality, the caterpillar lives its full life and the butterfly is a brand new full life. And the butterfly is never aware that it was a caterpillar. 
nor the caterpillar that it becomes a butterfly. Thing is, you can't ask them. But it's the shit that I think about <laughs> while everyone's saying same crap different day. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering what the experience of the butterfly and the caterpillar are. Yeah. Because for me, that might be an indication of of what of what we might be we might be having the caterpillar experience and not recognize there's an entirety of thing that happens afterwards, both independent of each other, not knowing that there's a connection at all but a connection that was never disconnected just the awareness of each other is oh powerful imagine i did drugs well that's i've said that before this is you I not would, on like, drugs decode, <laughs> i would like decode everything and then fall asleep and forget all of it. i know you would. <laughs> oh man um, that's funny yeah, so I, I think, again, keeping on the, on the theme, being conscious of those things and being conscious of, of what our scope is, is, is everything. And, and, and laughing along the way and pondering the length, depth, and breadth of life is, is what every single day until my last breath uh, is going to be about. Uh, I love the... I'm tripping out about this caterpillar thing. <laughs> yeah, like what dimension are we in is a great question. Like what, what is that? We do know, like we do know enough now. Like we don't know shit, but what yeah. we do know is that it does seem to be like a keyboard. And like we know these five keys. Like a dog can hear this key, but we can't. Yeah. And uh, uh, our radio station can, you could turn on your radio station and it could play this key, but we can't hear it and we don't feel that it's around, but it's going through me right now. And if you turn on your radio, the fucking music will play. But that's in a key I'm not in. That's in a dimension I'm not at. We know this about planets. We know that these are dimensions that we, most of the stars you see aren't even fucking there anymore. And the empty spaces, there's fucking stars there that we can't see for all, for longer than humans have been on earth yet. <laughs> what? So we do know. So what else, what else are we, and, and do we get to see, are we seeing the, the ether and the heavens and the hells of certain dimensions that they don't see it? Like, don't forget if you had like an atom, if, if an atom, a molecule were to look at our bodies because it's so small and it was consciously looking at it. We don't know if they do or don't, but we do know when we observe these fuckers, they act differently. Mm -hmm. So we don't know what they experience, but we do know that they know that we know, which is <laughs> what, but, but if an atom had eyes like you and I did and it just looks at us, it's so small that when it saw you, it would see a universe. Spaced out molecules. In between that would look like vast empty space. In the more dense part of your bones, it would, the molecules are a little closer together. But it's so small, it would still see like what we see when we see the Milky Way. And what it would call the Milky Way 
would be our forearm. It would never know to back up and be big enough to be like, oh, that's Steve's one monkey on a whole planet of, of 8 billion monkeys. This is one monkey's forearm that we're calling the Milky Way. That's incredible to me. So within all that, because we're able to see this, what are we looking at? Like it, Those are real. It sounds almost like Twilight Zone, for those of you old enough to remember that. It sounds very Twilight zone but that's real experiential conversation. We know this now. And so back to your point, what dimension are we in? We're in ours. What that means? Who knows? Are, are there people or beings or consciousnesses that see our story like we see that of the caterpillar and the butterfly? I don't know. But I know we see that one. I know we see that one. And those that's something that I think the caterpillar and the butterfly are completely unaware of each other. Unaware of their relation at all. And I'm fascinated by that. That's awesome. Um, let's see here. Okay, so I don't know how to transition away from that because that's really brilliant. <laughs> Um, I was just going to bring up a funny post that we put up. Of all the things I lost, I miss my metabolism the most. Yeah, I, it's like you're just your recklessness I of eating. It, um, it's three o'clock. Am I good to go a little bit longer? Yeah, how much is metabolism? Like one of those things that you don't know how good you have it till it's gone. Like that's one of them. Just the ability to just the just to be young enough that you're so strong and vibrant in the sense that you don't even know how shitty something makes you feel. <laughs> <laughs> like you don't even know. Now I'm so aware. I am so aware that, that I, and, and the effects on it. Like I know someone's like, hey, do you want to have this to eat? Sure. If it comes with toilet paper, definitely order me that because it'll be about 14 seconds that I put that thing in my mouth that I need to find something emergency, uh -huh. emergency bathroom. That was never the case until I hit like 40 where things are like, oh, you're going to try something new and I can hear like my cells laughing. <laughs> and so... <laughs> I used to, I used to close. Can I be, can I tell a interesting story? A little off color. I used to close with this story. So the, I would go into this story with always be yourself. And this goes along with metabolism and your body able to eat whatever. <clears throat> so an interesting part of, of being my life was, was that of you always have friends who, who have the perfect woman for you. And that's just uh, something that comes along with it. It it's, it's, uh, it's, it's makes for hilarious stories. 
on one occasion, I was I was introduced to and connected with uh, a a celebrity, um, and had mutual friends, and and they said, you know, hey, you know, so and so, and I'm like, oh, so I, I, I'm believable, of course, like everyone. Everyone knows it. And I like, you know, I think we really hit it off. I think it'll be good. Just get a kind of blind date kind of thing set up by friends, mutual friends. Like you guys have so much in common. I'm like, okay, great. I'm still like, you know, I'm still you guys. I'm still Steve from New York. This is like a, a world famous human. And so I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's, um, let's just be you. My friends, I'm like, dude, that's like, that's like, they're like, just be you. Are you kidding me? Everyone, you're great to talk to. Just be you, right? So we agree to meet at like a, like there's like a, in, in California, there's like this, this spiritual kind of expo place, you know, place, kind of place where I thrive, right? And so I agree to meet there and kind of just go see some of the things together and kind of just a kind of blind date, but at the same time, you get to, um, uh, you're not just staring at each other at a table, right? You're interacting with the world at the same time. Fine, seems safe enough. Um, that's great. So I'm nervous. <laughs> I'm nervous and I'm never nervous. And I'm nervous and me, super nice the the places you know everything that a spiritual expo is but compounded with the fact that it's happening in california and so i'm like all right so i'm walking around hitting it off pretty good and then there's someone there they're always trying to give you free shit and someone there who um who's walking around almost like a shot you know the person who hands out shots at a bar mm -hmm. almost like that and they have something that I had never heard of before called kombucha. So like, would you like to try some kombucha? And I, uh, I said, oh, of course, because she was like, Oh my God, I love kombucha. So I was like, oh, of course I'm going to have kombucha as if I own that shit. As if, if anything I'm going to have, it's going to be kombucha because what else am I but a kombucha drinker? So I take the kombucha and I drink it all the way down. It tasted atrocious, but I drank it. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's so great, whatever it is. Meanwhile, what it is is kombucha, right? So continue on, having a good time, kind of great conversation. Is it getting hot in here? I start thinking, like, you're getting hot in here. I'm thinking, like, does she start noticing? We're we're having a conversation. You ever notice when someone notices something? So she's talking to me. She's very like intent. Like she's looking at me while we're talking, and like she notices as I feel like the little droplets starting to pick up up here. Like it's getting fucking hot. Like this is something. <laughs> Something not great is about to happen. And I'm thinking like, no, of all, of all days, of all times, you had to try the kombucha. 
And so I'm thinking, and I'm talking, and we're walking. I'm like, oh, let's walk over there. Just anything but fucking staring at me while I'm processing this and using every ounce of brain power I've ever had. And I'm just talking, and someone else stops me. Of course they stop me. The one time out of every hundred that I get stopped because somebody recognizes me, me, they stop me like, dude, dude, I love you. I saw you were doing this, this. And I'm talking, and while in the middle of talking, without even realizing, my eyebrow does what my eyebrow does. When I know something isn't right, it does the... Because something is shifting. Something shift gears, a pillar broke, something happened, and I need to start paying attention to my body before this goes south, literally south. And so I'm like starting to get the shakes, it's sweating. This guy won't shut the fuck. And I'm like, here, I got to start positioning a little. Like it's getting like this place is. And I somehow, because of my incredible ninja wit, <laughs> fight it off. My body starts coming back to regular feeling. I, but the sweat goes away. My, my brain starts coming back to normal. And I'm good. I start hearing music in the background. This, this thing, we're still getting along fine. It's, it's going good. And, and she's, I hear the music and she's like, woo, woo. It's like karaoke over there. <laughs> karaoke. Oh, you're done. This is my home run. You have no chance because I'm about to bust some shit out in Espanol. <laughs> you have no chance at karaoke with me. This is a godsend. This is God saying, hey, you fought that off. Now go get your home run, kid. Go get your home run, kid. So are we going to karaoke? It's so nice. Big song comes on. I'm like, I'm going to sing. I'm going to sing a song. I'm going to go. And I'm going to hit the note. I'm going to do this. All right. So having a good time. So it's time for karaoke. And I'm up. She doesn't know I'm up. I come up. She's like, I was surprised. I'm getting all the home runs. That's it. This is mine. I'm finishing strong. Here comes the kid. Here he goes. The song's coming on. I'm hitting every note. I'm hitting every note. It's fun. Other people are watching and they're like, oh, that's pretty cool. That's cool. And I finally hit him. Here comes my thing. I'm going to go. I fell in love is the line. This is the one you hit. And I, go, and I, and I hit it. Man, I'm and I shit my pants. <laughs> Always be yourself. <laughs> That's the moral of that story. Always be yourself. That's what I got. So. I'm looking at everyone's reaction. That's okay. the best. That's the best. Always be yourself. That's awesome. Fucking kombucha. <laughs> of course, I'll have the kombucha. He says at 40 years old. Yeah. No. That's a great thing to introduce. That's so funny. <laughs> oh, opposite coast of where I'm from. Completely new person. Sure. Let me introduce living organisms to my body. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Oh, no. 
yeah, you have to laugh at yourself. Like, yeah. just there's really nothing you can after you dig the hole and you're underground for a while. Oh, I guess, uh, I guess I now have a mustache and blonde hair. After you go through all those thoughts, I guess that's just whatever. Uh, you realize how just hilarious it is. That's so funny. <laughs> Melissa says, so there wasn't a second date. <laughs> no, there was absolutely not a second date. And I'm sure, are you kidding? There's no second date to that. That was it. You peaked. I would have, I would have, I was closing that show. However, here's the thing. When you shit your pants, that becomes the memorable part of the evening for whatever reason. <laughs> and so, yeah, that, no, uh, no, still, still good friends and makes for a hilarious story. But uh, yeah, that was one and out, one and out for the kid. This show's the best. For sure. One and out. Oh, that's so funny. This show oh, so went good. like super deep, emotional, and ends with a... It, I used to close some of my talks <laughs> like that. That was the story I told to close my talks with, uh, the, with the point of always be yourself. That's it, I guess. I guess we're going good. 3.15. Great time to stop that. I hope you all have a... a I think I recorded this one. Do they have any questions? Do you have any questions? It's a great question. Knowing we're good. Wow. <laughs> I think we're good. How can oh, we have I hear somebody. after that? I don't know. There's really. <laughs> we can't really. I can't get that. I was waiting for somebody like, what flavor kombucha? And so someone. <laughs> it's just funny. You it's made just... my day. <laughs> I'm glad it can, it can help. I appreciate that. Everybody have a fantastic day. This will be recorded. Um, this was recorded. So I think when they send us this recording, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll post it. And hopefully we can um, uh, take the audio for the audio podcast as well. I hope you all have an amazing day. I love you all. We'll be back Wednesday, 2 p.m. Eastern again. And I'm sure I'll have some, <laughs> some more stories I haven't shared. <laughs> have a great day, everybody. Bye.